Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by APT Capital Group, where Kyle and Lalita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hey, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before we get started, please make sure to head over to our website, limitless-estates.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. Also, if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, now let's get into our show. On the show today, we have Agnes Wong joining us. Agnes, thanks for being here. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, before we jump into the interview, here's a little bit about Agnes. Agnes is an investor, developer, designer, and mother. She has designed and project managed over $35 million of residential developments in the San Francisco area. Agnes's portfolio consists of single-family, multifamily, and she's a limited partner of over 1,000 doors for larger multifamily projects. She also hosts a real estate meetup group in San Francisco where she shares her passion about real estate and creating financial freedom. So the portfolio you have is very impressive, and I can't wait to hear more about how you got there. So Agnes, could you please tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do? So I'm a real estate investor and an interior designer. I live in San Francisco with my husband and our son who just turned five. And we celebrated his birthday with Zoom video calls (laughs) with his friends and family. So it's definitely a really interesting time right now. I have a fix and flip business in San Francisco, also fix and flip and remodeling business. So we had our own flips and then we also teamed up with a contractor. We work for investors. We take the project from permit to planning to construction design to certification of occupancy. But about a year ago, I realized that wasn't sustainable because it was hard to get projects. It was material cost gone up like 30%. So I noticed it wasn't sustainable. So I was looking for ways to grow, pivot. And so I now we've expanded to multifamily. At the same time, I was kind of thinking about my own portfolio. How do I scale that? How do I grow that? And multifamily was the answer. So we've expanded to multifamily. That's a little bit about me. Fabulous. Perfect. So tell us more about why multifamily when you found it. I mean, there's so many different asset classes out there, right? So what what was it about multifamily that appealed to you and your family? Sure. Because to grow, to scale, you know, to have like, let's say 20K a month of passive income, I would need, let's on average $200 a home, I would need 100 homes to make that work. And so it was, it was hard to scale with single family. So I transitioned to multifamily. Yeah, I smile there because that is the exact math that I did in my head. So I started <laughs> with single family homes and then I was like, hey, a couple hundred bucks. What the heck? A hundred. And it's very difficult to get to a hundred single family homes that you own by yourself outright, right? So yeah, that's very interesting. So you now have a thousand doors passively in multifamily. Can you tell us about your first passive investment? Sure. So it was in 2014. It was with a local syndicator here in San Francisco. We basically executed the value add plan, renovated two units in San Francisco. It was only two units that we renovated and then increased rent. And we were able to refinance and cash out half the money after the first year. 
So, and we've taken it full cycle. It, uh, we sold in 2018 and it's was about, it was 25% IRR and two times equity multiple. So ever since then, I've been investing in syndications passively. So I have an active portfolio and then a passive portfolio. Okay. And was that, that one that you just mentioned, was that an active or was that passively? That was passive. Okay. How did you find the sponsor there? Just through network for, through friends here in San Francisco. Okay. And so what was it about that sponsor and friends that kind of made you feel comfortable with investing money with him? Because that's, you know, it's your first passive investment. You have other real estate investments. So maybe you felt more comfortable because you had been in real estate. But, you know, what was the deciding factor of pulling the trigger with that person? Sure. It was definitely their track record, their experience. And then also being you know, that projects in San Francisco, I know that area pretty well. So Okay. So I was actually talking on the phone with a friend of mine last week and he has not invested passively yet, but he's telling his friends and family that he's going to get into it and he's actually getting some pushback. And I was interested to see how you would react to what they're saying, which is, hey, syndications is a Ponzi scheme and you have no control. So when you hear that type of thing, now that you've invested passively in several deals, what first comes to mind? Sure. I've had great experience investing in asset syndication. You do have to do a lot of research. You do have to educate yourself with you know, that space and then research the sponsor, the project, the market. So what I do to reduce the risk is I do background check on all sponsors. And I definitely talk to people that have invested with them. And then analyze the deals and ask questions like, are they conservative in their rent growth projections? What's their exit cap? Are they holding enough cash reserves? What is their experience? What is the team's experience? Have they executed similar business plan? So that's all very important to do up front. It's a lot of work up front and don't rush into it. Don't pick the best return, but all that work up front will pay off at the end. Yeah. Where were some areas that you did get that experience? Because obviously, you know, when you're talking about it, you can tell you're educated about it, but people just starting out, they don't automatically know to ask those questions. So where's some places that you've educated yourself? Sure. Definitely podcasts like yours. Um, Definitely listen to a lot of podcasts. And I did get coaching to fast track that. So I did sign up with a coaching program to fast track the learning process. Yeah, I love that you also mentioned that you want to do background checks, right? I think a lot of people think, oh, well, you can't do a background check on someone or maybe it's a little bit too intrusive. But we've had people ask us for background checks. And certainly if the sponsor won't do a background check, it's a red flag and you want to be careful of that. But there's no reason someone shouldn't allow you to do a background check. So that's a great tip. Other than the obvious, what's the most appealing thing to you about passive real estate investing versus let's just say active? (laughs) Sure. The most appealing about passive investing is most of us don't have a lot of time. Time is precious. We have work, we have family. So how do you make your money work harder with not a lot of time? So why not outsource and hire the experts to do the legwork and hire the experts to create the wealth for you? Yeah, that, that that's most appealing to me. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So my assumption is that some of your investments are doing better than others, you know, now that you have multiple investments. What are some things that you want to see from your sponsors when things are not exactly going according to plan? Sure, it's urgency and communication. I definitely want to know about it if something's not going according to plan. And, you know, what are you doing to help mitigate it or help fix it? So definitely urgency and communication is what I want to see. So have you seen, since we're going through this whole COVID-19 crisis right now from certain sponsors, like what are some examples or maybe, yeah, examples of things that you've seen that you've really liked? 
Sure. Like, are they proactive? Are they reaching out because of COVID-19? You know, a lot of tenants might be out of work. You know, they might not be able to pay rent. Are they being proactive in reaching out to tenants and maybe talking through tenants? You know, if they are having a hard time, first, you have to be sympathetic of their situation, but then also kind of helping them guide them along. You know, here are some programs that you can go apply for assistance and maybe we can work out a payment plan. But I'd like to see that the sponsors are being proactive in working this through this out. Have you, it's pretty early on in the process right now, but have you heard about how some of the properties are performing? Yeah. So, so far I've heard tenants have have paid April rent, most of them. And I think, so April has been good. So we'll see, we'll see how May rent is. Yeah, I think May and June and even July will be true indicators of how this is going to affect multifamily and and your properties and investments. You know, April, people still had jobs in in March and had some savings. But yeah, it'll really see in the next 90 days. How do you think this is going to change your investing? What's happening right now with the COVID-19? Are you planning on it changing your investment strategy at all? The strategy, I mean, it's still, I love, I still love real estate. I still think it's the best asset class, but the strategy is more kind of holding pattern to see how it plays out. You know, we have to see the flattening of the curve and we have to see when are the jobs are going to come back. So I think it's a holding pattern right now to see where it's taking us. Do you think that there will be more opportunity in the multifamily space because of this? I think so. I think there will be opportunities coming up. So I think it's a really good time for you know newer investors to educate themselves right now. So I'm monitoring for, yeah, hopefully, I think in six to nine months, we'll see those good opportunities coming up. You mentioned you're a flipper too. So how about from the flipping side of things? Do you have any current flips going on and, and how is this affected? Yeah, we don't have any current flips. We just finished one for an investor. But I, yeah, we don't have any of our own because it's hard, especially in the San Francisco Bay Area, like our flips are like in the millions. So, you know, a finished product's about 2.5 million and you can't really, there's no exit plan. So you can't really rent it out to break even. So I was really careful about not doing any, taking on any more flips ourselves, like about a year ago. Yeah. Got it. Okay. It's definitely slowed. Yeah. How, if you are a fix and flipper, what are some things you can do to mitigate your risk when things happen like this? You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty sudden. No one could see this coming, but there's people who are stuck in a deal right now that are probably feeling like they're pretty helpless. Yeah, it's pretty tough. That's why it's so you do, you know, do you have an exit strategy? Can you can you live in it? (laughs) Can you rent it out? So I think you have to have exit strategy if you're fixing flipping. Well, going back to multifamily. So something we don't really talk about too much with passive investors is how it's helped from a tax perspective. Going through we just passed up tax season and you get your K1. How has multifamily benefited you on the tax side? Oh, okay. There's two major benefits. One is the depreciation. So for all rental properties, you know, you get your depreciation and that shows as a paper loss on your income tax return. And with apartment buildings, it's even like it's depreciation 10x. You have the bonus depreciation. And so that takes it all into one year. So it's it's a, a huge benefit, especially if you're a real estate professional like myself. So you get to write that off your, your ordinary income. So that huge depreciation benefit is, is just huge. And then the second part is once you increase the net revenue NOI or the value of the building, then you can refinance and you can get half to almost all of your money back cash-free, um, tax-free. That's 
that's amazing. I don't know of any other asset class that you can do that. So the tax benefit is really amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So what does financial freedom mean to you? Financial freedom means to me, it's the ability to pick up my son, take him to piano and swimming class, and also to travel. I love to travel and to be able to stay in Spain or in Asia for a month at a time to see my family. My sister lives in Spain. My parents are still in Hong Kong. So we were actually, we already have our tickets to go to Spain for a month in June and then a month in Hong Kong in August. So we have our tickets, but I don't think we will be able to go this year. Oh, bummer. Yeah, that's, that's financial freedom to me is to be able to like travel. And then also the most important is having the financial security. If something happens to my husband, he can't, you know, he can't work or something, you know, our family is still sufficient. So having that financial security is really important to me. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, financial freedom means. Perfect. All right, Lalita is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by asset protection attorney, Wayne Patton. We all spend a lot of time thinking about ways to make more money, but how much time have you spent thinking about legal strategies to protect your wealth? Whether you're a professional, an investor, or an entrepreneur, you are at risk of being targeted in a lawsuit. Wayne is an attorney who specializes only in asset protection strategies like the use of offshore trusts. If you'd like to learn more about how you can protect your assets, visit mwpatten.com or assetprotection.law. Mention this podcast and Wayne will waive his customary $750 initial consultation fee. Again, the website is mwpatten.com or assetprotection.law. Or you can call Wayne at 877-727-1092. Call now and get protected today. All right, Agnes, what is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you could not live without? Spreadsheet. So I use spreadsheet to analyze deals. I use spreadsheet to track the deals. I use spreadsheet to give my accountant at tax time. So definitely spreadsheets. Can you tell us a story about your biggest mistake in real estate investing and the main takeaway for our listeners? Sure. I'll, I'll talk about one that is recent, is that when something is not working out, you should not wait. So I have a property management company for my fourplex and he's, they've been dropping the ball and you know, giving me different excuses. And I should have just cut them like loose and transitioned to, to the new property management team. But we had two units that we just finished remodeling. So I wanted to let them rent it out first and then transition out. But we finished it. We finished remodeling, you know, early this year. And then we rented one unit out. And then now because of COVID-19, it's in Seattle. So now, you know, we have one unit vacant. And we're transitioning next week to the new property management team. But I shouldn't have waited. Uh, The takeaway is don't wait. If something's not working out, you know, you should just cut it loose and just move on. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? Sure. Uh, to, to grow to the next level, it's to focus on the one thing or maybe the two things for me is the one thing is to build our passive income portfolio for my family and to focus on that. And, you know, we, we get, we have a lot of shiny objects, right? So how, you know, it's the main thing is to focus on building the passive portfolio. And if it doesn't contribute to that, then don't waste time on it. And also this, the second thing is to help others, especially families, build a passive income portfolio. That's really something I'm passionate about. 
Awesome. And finally, where can people find out more about you? So I have a website called Spark Path Investments. It's www.sparkpathinvestments.com. And also we have a Facebook page. And then also you can also reach me at Multifamily Masters Meetup San Francisco chapter. So there's many ways you can reach out and connect. Awesome. And once we are all out of our stay home, um, listeners, if you're in the San Francisco area, go check out Agnes's meetup for some great knowledge and content. And Agnes, thank you for taking us through your real estate journey and for being on our show. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate all that you're doing for real estate investors and adding so much value. Thanks, Agnes. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.